Hello everyone, and yes, we are back three weeks after, like we promised. Woo! <laughs> I think this is the shortest turnaround we've had in the, in the near two years. But that's not a bad thing. Yep. Uh, for those of you who are new, I'm Bill, this is Danielle. Hello. And this month, um, we are going to review, as the featured piece, I guess we could call it, this month, a very old special that I had never seen, I had not even heard of, but Danielle remembers, um, from Disney with Love, that's the feature that we're going to be talking about this month, plus we have our album and movie pick of the month, and we have a bunch of other news, and who knows what other stuff we'll bring up. So, I will let you start off, Danielle. Okay. I hate to start off on a somber note, um, uh, especially since we had this um, one show where we basically looked at everybody that had died in the past month, and it was really... Yeah. Really oh, yeah. Yeah. But in this particular situation, I think it warrants... Um, a mention. It does. It isn't a celebrity, but it was a real person that Bill and I knew. Our friend Jean mm -hmm. passed away um, last month. And the weird thing is, is Jean is partially responsible for Bill and I meeting each other. Yeah. So, um, I'm not going to, you know, make this like a sad thing because there are like really funny and good memories attached to. Oh, yeah her, but um, basically, uh, we, we mentioned this like a year ago, but and new listeners might not know this, but um, Jean was um, about 10 years older than us, mm -hmm. and we all went to the same community college. Yeah. Um, well, Bill went to another campus, and we see him all the time, but uh, anyway. Well, I, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's true. We, yeah. So, um, but what had happened was, Jean, we were mostly all living with our parents, so, you know, and, um... And I'm sure some of our listeners still do, which is no problem. And, and yeah, Bill and I still do, but anyway. I pay rent, by the way, so... Yeah, okay. <laughs> anyway. Back to the anyway. story. So, um, we, um, so, but Jean was 10 years older than us, and her apartment was basically, like, where everybody sort of went. Mm-hmm. Party. So 
the day of the party, we all piled in, these, in like five cars, drove to Jean's apartment, went to the store, got all this food. Like my friend even had to borrow like her parents' like fancy big punch bowl thing. Mm-hmm. Like, because we were expecting, like, 30-some-odd people. And these 30-some-odd people said, yeah, I'm going to come to Jeans. I'm going to come to Jeans. It didn't occur to me that, you know, they didn't ask how to get to Jeans or anything. They just said, I'm coming to Jeans. Right. So so we barely got, like, half of that. <laughs> and um, Jean wants up having to throw another party to um, get rid of her <laughs> And then after that, my friend is like, we're not letting Danielle clean it. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, so, all right, get to the point. My friend Amanda was like, well, I'm inviting my friend Bill. I had never met Bill. I knew Bill, like, on, God, this is really my space. story. Yeah, my space. Uh, <laughs> um, because he went to Project Access with Amanda, but I was out the year before. You know, yeah, oh, four. I had already graduated. Yeah. So I didn't know it. Um, so I was like, okay. So Bill, so Bill shows up, and Bill has one of his T-shirts that says, Bill, the man, man the, the myth. legend. Yep, the man, the myth, the legend. The man, the myth, the legend. I was like, oh, boy. And for the record, for the record, I did not pick that. I mean, like, I didn't buy that shirt. My parents bought that shirt for me. Yeah. So. And, um... It, it was a weird, it, weird party. We played Truth or Dare, and it was weird. But anyways, um, a lot of fun times happened. And she had a smaller apartment then. She moved to a bigger one. And both of them, so many crazy things. Yeah. Um, my 21st birthday party, like, all this fun. It was like this short little period of time. And, um... Ten years ago, which is like insane to think about, but it doesn't feel like it's been ten. It doesn't feel like it, but it was, and <laughs> we're just all running through eating pizza. <laughs> um, and she, <laughs> and um, she used to call me, and she, she like, she got a kick out of me because we would watch game shows or I'd watch my soap operas, and I would yell, and she's like, um, and. She, get all say she's like Danielle's gonna yell at the TV and she <laughs> and should she call and she missed me she's like Danielle I miss you yelling at the TV and um <laughs> so um and then I also remember um <laughs> she she also would never um she'd always bring up anything like you couldn't really hide too much from her yeah she would she would be like, it, ba- "Oh, come on!" Basically, it was fair game with her, yeah, and we yeah. and and nobody had any problems with it. No, she would. <laughs> it, it would be embarrassing at times when it came to people you liked, but other than that, um, yeah, it was a lot of fun. Um, and there, there's this one picture on Facebook, and it actually came from my memories as being from 11 years ago, which is crazy, but. Uh, um, she had a party one night. It was maybe in wintertime. And a lot of people couldn't make it. And Bill was the only guy that showed up. Yep. So, I remember. Actually, it was on it was on my uh, uh, memories thing on Facebook today. Yeah, it was mine, too. <laughs> and so, so, like, we were all sleeping over. And we're like, oh, what the hell? Just put up the sweats. 
<laughs> so we're all just like sitting out of bed and Bill's like sitting there. <laughs> and Bill's like, yeah, ladies, man. And like several of Bill's friends comment, they're like, how did Bill get all these girls? And we, <laughs> Bill's like, no. I was a pimp. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, I know. <laughs> so it's just the weirdest picture. but um, It's a good was, memory, um, though. Yeah, it was. So, um, yeah, it was a really good memory. And, um, but, you know, um, so in a way, you know, this is Nostalgia Crew, and that was our nostalgia. A lot of it happened in her apartment. Yeah. So. Um, I know for a lot of people... I mean, I never said it, but for a lot of people, they referred to Jean as, like, their mom, like their college mom, which, to a degree, you know, was true. I mean, I wasn't there as much as you or Meg or Kristen were, but she was, yeah, she was sort of like the unofficial mom of our group, and... Um, I'd send Christmas cards every single year to her. Um, not last, not, not the previous Christmas, but the one before that in 15 was like the last time I sent it and it came back to me, which it had never done. Oh, wow. Um... So, you know, I, I'd send her a Christmas card every year, and my mom, like, when I told her about this, like, she remembered Jean, because I think she got my mom, like, a little pendant for Christmas one year. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, and, I mean, you know, the, people, you know, it, it doesn't matter what you know, it is either social media or TV or anything, you know, when they talk about certain people. But this woman literally did not have a mean bone in her body. Unless she messed with one of her friends. Exactly. Exactly. But I never saw that woman mad. Never. And, you know, because I was, um, I was going, like, when when I found out, um, that week was a bad week, because another person that we both knew, mostly on Facebook, um, Alonzo, mm-hmm. passed away. Yeah. And what happened was, because I was thinking to myself, because I told my boss, like, the beginning of the week, like, I'm not going to be in Friday. I got to go to this funeral. And then, like, it was, like, the next day or two days later, I find out, you know, about Gene. And I'm thinking to myself, oh, my God, I got to tell my boss I got to go to another funeral, you know. And what happened was... The day of Alonzo's funeral happened to be the same day that she got cremated. Right. Which, I I think it took me by surprise that she was cremated. Yeah. 
But, I mean, we just had so much fun. Like, those were the goofiest times (laughs) that we had, you know. And it's just a shame, you know, that she never found anyone to marry and have kids. Because I think she would have been a great mother. Deal with all of us. Yeah, she dealt with all of us. So, oh my God. <laughs> but I I know she had um, nieces and nephews. So, yeah. Um, yeah. and then with Alonzo, I only met him one time, and and I'm actually glad you know we're doing this. Yeah. Um. Because I did a small piece or a small little tribute to him on the scorecard at the end of our um, one of our recent episodes. Yeah. But the one time, the one and only time that I met him was last year. You and I and a bunch of us got together at an Orioles game. That was the only time I met him, too. And... You know, I introduced myself to him. Uh, He was sitting with Brian and Jeff and a couple others. You and I were sitting in the same row. Stephanie was there. And I remember specifically after the game, because we were going to take the train back. Well, that night... The train, like, one of the trains got into some kind of accident or something. And this is, you know, Camden Yards in Baltimore. So, and and, and we talked for a little bit. And we talked about baseball. And I'll tell you, he had such a good mind for baseball. I just wish I had more of a chance to pick his mind because he had the same wish, I guess would be the word, that a lot of people in this area have, which is to see a Nationals Orioles World Series happen. Um, could it happen? It could. But he was such a die-hard Orioles fan. And I went to the funeral, and he had on his Ravens tie in the casket. and Because he was also a die-hard Ravens fan. That's probably the only thing we would disagree on. Because I'm a die-hard Redskins fan. So, um... But, no, I mean, he liked a lot of the things that I posted up on Facebook. And there was one time where I wasn't in a good mood. Like, I had felt I was down. And he, you know, he was like, don't, you know, don't hurt yourself, Bill. That's not the way to go. Um, obviously that wasn't, you know, what I was thinking, but the fact that he took the time to say that, you know, and he didn't have to say that, 
that meant a lot. Yeah. And, um, I mean, so many people were there for the funeral. Um, I couldn't do justice on this show. But, yeah. um, I mean, we, we, we've had a hard several weeks here between us, but, yeah. um, they're both going to be missed. They are. I've been, I couldn't, I didn't know about Gene's memorial until after it happened, and I didn't even want to go out there to go. Yeah. Do something. I don't know. Yeah. Um, but I will say that I am planning this summer to do a game, an Orioles game, for all of us as, like, a memorial for Alonzo. So, um, we'll probably talk about that in the summer, because more than likely that's when it's going to happen, so... Uh, I'm ready for baseball season. Just, <laughs> just bring it. <laughs> I, I, I'm a bigger baseball fan than football fan. <laughs> and then we'll have to figure out what to do for Gene. You know. I yeah, I just wanted to go out there. You know, Columbia. I mean, we can't go to the one apartment she used to live in because they're weird. I think about that. But uh, the one she lived in before that, you can. It's like next to the library, so you can walk around or something. Right. I don't know. <laughs> well, Maybe. Yeah. We'll figure something out. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, all right. I want to, I only have one story. Okay. That I wanted to talk about. Um, uh-huh. And this was after our last episode. So, you know, we didn't get a chance to talk about this. I've yet to see this movie. I'm sure you have. And that is Titanic. Really? Yes. I, I have not seen the movie Titanic. Okay. Al- although, although I'm, I'm going to because it did win Best Picture and I have this life goal of I'm going to watch every Best Picture winner even if I think they suck. But anyway. Um, in a recent interview, James Cameron finally finally explained why Rose and Jack couldn't fit on the floating board. Both really? could not fit. Um, so I'm going to... And, and so I'm going to read this article. It was posted on MSN.com, and it was actually posted in our Facebook group, and we actually we had a little bit of a conversation on there. Um... But this question was even asked on Mythbusters, which I did not know. Um, And the Mythbusters believed that they both could have fit. Well, uh, uh, James Cameron was interviewed by Daily Beast, and he finally put to bed, once and for all, why those two could not fit on the board. He said, and I quote, Let's really play that out. You're Jack. You're in water that's 28 degrees. 
your brain is starting to get hypothermia. Mythbusters asks you to now go take off your life vest, take hers off, swim underneath this thing, attach it in some way that it won't just wash out two minutes later. Put like it, it does sound pretty unlikely. Rigging it would be especially difficult with freezing, numb hands, and in the meantime, they'd both be in the water without life jackets on. Alas, the time for denial is over. Ultimately, it doesn't matter if they theoretically could have both survived. The fact of the matter is, Jack had to die because that's the story they were telling. Cameron would say, quote, Look, it's very, very simple. You read page 147 of the script, and it says, Jack gets off the board and gives his place to her so that she can survive. It's that simple. All right, so there we go. There's also a very funny um, clip of um, this actress. Let me look up her name. Um, her name is Kiki Palmer, mm -hmm. and she is a former child star. I think she still acts. I'm not 100% sure, but um, she was a child star who starred in movies like um, Aquila and the Bee. Mm -hmm. um, she was on a TV show, True Jackson VIP on Nickelodeon. and uh, she's, Oh, she's on Screen Queens. I didn't know that. Okay. But she was on Steve Harvey's uh, talk show being interviewed, and she just sort of went off about Titanic <laughs> and why and how mad she is at Kate. Winslet. Right. And uh, it, it, it's a very funny thing. And because Steve Harvey is a real big fan of Titanic, although there's also a funny stand-up video of him making fun of Titanic. But um, and he's like, okay. But she's just like screaming. And she's like, why, Rose? And uh, it, it's pretty funny. Um, <laughs> but yeah, we did have some comments about this yeah. story. And I want to read them to everyone. Tony wrote, if I recall, Jack also tried to get on right after Rose, and they both nearly tipped over, so he kept her on instead. Like I said, Ooh. I've never seen the movie, so I... I haven't seen it in almost 20 years, so... Okay. Uh, Michael wrote, but he is still from the future. Okay, uh, again, I'd have to, I'd have to go, go watch that. And then, uh, another Mike wrote, I still think both could have fit. So, basically, the purpose is, James Cameron is saying, look, it's a story. That's how it was written. So shut up about it. <laughs> They could have fit, but could they have necessarily made it to safety? That's true. You know? That's true. Plus, so. plus, were they the same weight? Was one yeah. maybe like five, ten pounds, you know, heavier than the other? There, there's so many questions. Yeah. But yeah, that's pretty much it. 
um, I think we could put to rest the end of questioning why Jack could not be saved. I, yep. I, I think. I, I guess. Uh, unless they come out with Titanic 2, Jack's Revenge. Well, there's enough animated movies. Oh, yes! <laughs> oh, 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 Don't get me started. <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm sorry. It's just I've seen those reviews dozens of times. They are the funniest things. I mean, I mean, I know one thing. I am not a racist. Yeah. It's uh. weird. Because there's a Save Unite Live sketch about an anime of Titanic, which I thought was funny. And then I found out there really weren't anime yep. Titanic movies. I was like, oh my god. <laughs> Just remember, spoiler alert, an octopus Broke the Titanic. Right. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay, uh, what else, uh, Danielle? You have another one. Okay. Actually, I have a few. Like I said, um... And we got plenty was, of time. Like I said, that was my only right. one, so... And so... But it's good, because all these things are related. And oh, good. And it'll ease us into our main topic. But, as you know, this month is... Valentine's Day. Yeah. A holiday which is fun for some, not so fun for others, but gives everybody chocolate and there's nothing wrong with chocolate. For those who like that kind of stuff. That's just true, yes. Um, <laughs> yes, I am oh. admitting, everyone, I do not like chocolate. Really? Yep. I mean, I might have a Tootsie Roll, but, like, I just had, like, my first Tootsie Roll in, like, 10-plus years, so. Okay. But anyway. Alright. So, um, so, well, first, this is slightly relationship-related thing, and then we'll go into a longer topic, but, okay. um, this one is, in the spirit of let's reboot everything. <laughs> You mean, like, we haven't already? Well, yes. The Fox Network has announced that they are rebooting Love Connection oh, this summer. God. Um, for those of you who, I'm sure, aren't game show fanatics like myself, Love Connection was a game show that aired for um, 11 years, actually, in the 80s, most of the 80s. Some of the 90s, but it came out around the time video dating was really popular. <laughs> so that should tell you right there. And um, in fact, the tagline was where modern, where old fashioned romance meets modern day technology, <laughs> hmm. which now is kind of laughable. But um, so Love Connection was a show where you had like a bachelor or bachelorette and they came on and you know and they had three um eligible people and they'd show a video of them talking about answering a question and then they would say that before the show or a few weeks before the show the contestant had looked at these videos and picked a person to go out with mm-hmm. so then they'd have the person via Closer to camera backstage of 
and they would have them talk about how their date went. And the funnier parts were if the date went bad because they didn't really hold back on talking about how horrible it was. So they talk about it, and then they say, okay, the audience, they'd ask the audience to vote, okay, which one of these people in the three videos would you pick for them to go out with? If they pick the person that they had the date with, um, the show pays for them to go out again. But if they pick someone else and the person wants, um, actually, no, whoever they pick, the show pays for them to go. They'll say, if you want to go out with them, we'll pay for it. But if they don't want to go out with them and want to go out with one of the other people that were offered, they have to, they're on their own. Right, right. So it's, but, um, like, about ten couples got married as a result of this show, so, I mean, it worked for somebody. Um, but, and it's a really funny show. But mainly the fact was that Chuck Woolery, who was, like, hilarious, hosted it. Yeah. So that's what made it funny. But this version that is coming on Fox will be hosted by Andy Cohen, who um, is, in my opinion, this isn't actually true is single-handedly responsible for ruining Bravo. There you go. Look at that. <laughs> because he is the executive producer of all those Real Housewives shows. <laughs> and he also um, has a show called Watch What Happens, where he has celebrities come on and discuss the Real Housewives mm-hmm. <laughs> show. But, yeah, he basically does all those shows on Bravo that I can't stand. That's Andy Cohen. And he is hosting... The new Love Connection on Fox this summer. Woohoo. I don't know how they're going to do it differently, though, because video dating, people don't really do that unless it's a joke. I, I'm not sure. I don't know how they'll do it. Yeah. The internet. Also, at the time, it was weird. It was a weird concept to would you go out with somebody through some sort of form of technology, not, you know, somebody personally setting you up in a blind date. Yeah. That was a weird concept at the time. But now it's so common, it's ridiculous. So It really is. Yeah. So, I don't know. And not to mention, we've had several game shows where people get, ma- I mean, reality shows where people get married without knowing each other, so dating doesn't seem that weird. Mm-hmm. So, we'll see. Yeah. All right. <sighs> All right. And the other thing was, since it's Valentine's Day coming up, I figured, you know, Bill or I could share, you know, if you have any memorable Valentine's Day stories. Or... Oh, wow. Okay. Um, memorable Valentine's Day stories. Okay, 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 I have one. Okay. Um, I went out with a friend for Valentine's Day. And we went to... Where did we go? It was like TGI Fridays or Ruby Tuesday, one of the two. So, we, you know, we had dinner. Um, you know, because, you know, TGI Friday, very fancy place, you know. So after dinner, we walked around and we ended up going to buy, like, a little frozen pound cake at, uh, at the grocery store. 
And we really, we had a good time that night. Next day, I wake up and I am sick. I have, like, the flu and I was just miserable. I, I mean, not, neither one of us were sick the night before. I just want to say that for the record. But I ended up getting the flu. I was miserable. I was sick. Um, I had to miss, like, the rest of work. I had to miss a college class. Although I will say that pound cake did help me out a little bit. That was good pound cake. Um, but yeah, I mean, <laughs> I, I don't know how I got sick. I thought I was zipped up and good, but apparently I wasn't. <laughs> Alright, uh, let's hear one from you. Oh, God. Alright, let me try to condense this story. Because, alright. There was a snowstorm um, around Valentine's Day. Mm-hmm. Due to the snowstorm, I was stuck. I wouldn't say stuck per se, because I had prepared at a friend's house, my best friend's apartment, for a few days. Yeah. And um, I had a boyfriend at the time, and we had. I had planned on giving him a stuffed animal and baking oatmeal chocolate chip cookies for him for Valentine's Day. Aww. Yeah. They were um, actually. I can't cooked very well. So there were these cookies that all you had to do was add water to the mix. <laughs> put them in. So I had to mix, and I was going to do this around him today, but mm. I had gotten stuck in my son's house for a few days, and I forgot to pack the cookie mix. And um, so the morning of Valentine's Day, it is completely like covered outside. We're, we don't have school. We're in college. We don't have school today. So my then boyfriend, he calls me, he says, I want to see you. I was like, well, this is insane. It's so He's like, it's not that bad. So we, um, and then I feel bad because I met my friends. Her mom and her mom's boyfriend have Valentine's Day plans of, like, you know, sitting, staying at home, watching a movie together. And I feel weird just leaving her. So my boyfriend's like, well... I'll call one of my friends. He can come get her, too. Mm -hmm. So, of all the friends, <laughs> it winds up being another guy I used to go out with. <laughs> so, like, we all got along. It was just a weird situation. But, um, so, we, um, so, um, my friend was, like, um, her her mother and her mom's boyfriend were running to the supermarket. Mm -hmm. So she said, um, well, why don't you... So she said, well, do you need anything? She said, well, get Danielle a cookie mix. She's going to make her boyfriend cookies. Okay. Well, they couldn't get the cookie mix. So they were like, oh, well, that's okay. We'll just make it from scratch. I So I had no idea how to make it from scratch. So she, I just handed her stuff. Yeah. <laughs> and hit out stirred stuff and, and they, they turned out pretty good and then you know we found a little gift bag we put the cookies in the bag so my boy um 
So my then boyfriend comes over, picks me up, and um, hands him the bag of cookies. And, you know, first thing out of my friend's mom's mouth, Danielle didn't make those cookies. Oh, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> it's true that I did. <laughs> and, my, and, you know, he was really good about it. seen epic movie yeah I, I i refuse to see norbit we wound up seeing epic movie i eventually saw norbit a few weeks later on uh, a few months later and we got from blockbuster and i was glad we got it from blockbuster. yeah <laughs> pretty bad so and we saw epic movie which seemed funny at the time <laughs> looking back it was pretty bad but the best part about this was the next day we had school the next day, and it was the 15th. Mm-hmm. Almost most of the girls I knew, because I went to a community college, a pretty small school, um, were in the cafeteria because they couldn't see their boyfriends on Valentine's Day because they didn't want to drive in the snow. <laughs> and they were getting their presents <laughs> that day. And I was like, I already got mine. <laughs> <laughs> and then, like, my other friend... Um, Go. She, I had like one other friend whose boyfriend didn't mind driving in the snow. And the hilarious thing about that is he's now her husband and they have a daughter. Yeah. Go figure. Um, but so I kind of got to kick out of that. But that was uh, happy oh. Valentine's Day. I have a lot of really bad ones, but we're not going to, you know, yeah. save those for next year's show. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I, I do have another one, but I'm going to save it for next year because that one involves me when I was a child, so. Oh, yeah. Well, like I said, I've had I've had several unhappy Valentine's Days starting from fifth grade on, so, yeah, we'll <laughs> get into that next year. Um, okay. Now, I actually wanted to surprise you, Danielle. Oh? Be, no, no quiz. Oh, good, good. I promise. No quiz. Okay. I had been doing some thinking. And I wanted to try something new, starting with this episode. Okay. And it's a segment called, You Know What I Miss. Oh, God. Now, now here's the thing, though. Uh-huh. We're going to alternate every other month. So, only, like, so for this one, I will do it. And... We could discuss one thing that we really miss, and it, it, it could be triggered anyway. You know, if you watched something, or we're listening, or we're talking, or so, and 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 we'll we'll talk about this. So, so Danielle, you know what I miss? What? I miss TV movie critic shows. And in particular, I 
miss. I can't believe how much I miss this now. I miss Siskel and Ebert. Oh, my gosh. I mean, the last two times I have gotten sick, and this is no joke, I have ended up watching Siskel and Ebert on YouTube. And watching some of the old reviews on the shows are so interesting. And this was, because, like, this was on when we were kids. And I know for me, there was never a set time when it would air every week. So I, so I couldn't catch every, you know, every week. But there'd be like maybe like a three or four week stretch where I'd catch it on a weekend. And I had no idea what they were saying. All I really cared about was, is this movie going to get two thumbs up, two thumbs down, or a split? That's really all I cared about. And, and, you know, now we're in the 2017, and I don't see, and of course, I could be wrong, there probably is, but I don't see any TV show today where there are two film critics who, you know, do a show, a weekly show, sit in front of a, you know, a camera and talk about the latest movies. Yeah. And unfortunately, I don't think it's ever going to come back that genre. No, because it's not. because of YouTube and Twitter mm-hmm. and Facebook and blogs and all this. Absolutely. It's never going to, I, I hate to say that it's never going to come back, but I don't think it is ever going to come back. We're also, which pisses me off, we are becoming a generation that doesn't just go to the movies for entertainment purposes anymore, and it really pisses me off. Mm-hmm. Like, romantic comedy is, like, dying because it used to, you know, like, because... People are like, well, we can't be 40 late. It has to have a twist and it has to be subverted or whatever. And, uh, you know, where it used to just be, oh, you saw a Meg Ryan movie because you liked Meg Ryan. You saw a Meg Ryan movie. No, now it has to be, well, I didn't find the plot that interesting. Right. Yeah, you know it's predictable, but you go to them because you like them, not because, oh, well, the characters were just so... God, everybody's like a critic, and it drives me crazy. hmm And, you know, it's... And, and the thing is, like, you know, like you said, you know, like, people aren't going to the movies anymore to be entertained. I agree with you. Like, okay, I could tell you the last two movies I went to go see. The last movie I went to see was Sing. That, that, that cartoon mm-hmm. with uh, the animals. Yeah. The one before that, I went to see the remake of Ben-Hur. And I went because I love the Charlton Heston version. Love that movie. That's one of my favorite movies of all time. I went to see if, just if it was, at, if it could be as good as the 59 one. Mm-hmm. And... I went with my sister Mandy, and, you know, 
and I wasn't, like, it, it was weird. Because it was, like, in the middle for most of the movie. Like, it was like, okay, there are some entertaining parts. There are other parts where it's like, meh. And then there's the ending. And I wasn't entertained by the ending. Whereas with Sing, it was a little bit easier. It was like, oh, okay, you know, I know they're going to ruin these songs, but, you know, it's just a good yeah. escape for an hour and a half. Yep. And that's the thing, like, although I guess part of it is that movie tickets are so expensive. Oh, my God, yes. When I become the President of the United States of America, that is going to be one thing that I tackle. I will have a conversation with all the movie studio executives, and I'm going to be like, hey, what's the deal with the movie tickets? Let's lower the prices, you know, or something like that. Yeah. I mean, it's double the amount we used to pay. Exactly. Exactly. It is. And that's why... Not a lot of people are going to the movies. No. I know my parents don't go to the movies anymore. They wait till it's on demand. And the thing is, they come out faster now. Than it's so when you decide, because when we were kids, these take a year. So, like, when you decide to finally go to see the movie because you don't want to go when the theater's too crowded, you wait like a few weeks and it's already out. Mm-hmm. That's the theater. Yep. So, and and I and I feel bad because as someone who likes movies, like there are good movies. You know, it's just why do they have to be so expensive? And then I don't even go get snacks anymore. Because those are expensive. They're like, ridiculous. I paid almost ten bucks for a matinee. See? Matinee's supposed to be cheap. But, yeah, I mean, I, I, I miss, you know, movie critics having a TV show talking about movies. Um, but if you want to relive those wonderful years, uh, you can, you know, watch them on YouTube. Just type in Siskel and Ebert, and there's, like, hundreds of videos. Or you can go to this website, SiskelandEbert.org where they have even more videos up. Um, like, I'm looking at it right now. They have the worst movies of 96 and 97 up here. Uh, they have an episode where they review Aladdin. Uh, they even have a discussion about Hollywood's outdated ratings system from 1987. So, if you want to talk about if you want to see that... So check that out. Uh, SiskelandEbert.org is the place to go. Yep. All right. I miss so many things. It's like hard to just tap down. So <laughs> next month, Danielle will pick one thing, uh, and we will discuss it next month. So. Yeah. All oh, right. Man. Um. Did you have any other things? Um. Well... Because we have time. Oh, we do. I know. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think of what else there's to talk about. Um, 
anything other than um, Valentine's Day finished. Super Bowl happened. Um, yeah, it did. Did uh, you like the commercials this year? Oh my god, yes. There were so many good ones this year. Yeah. Uh, and, and we and we did talk about it, Ted and I, this week on the show. Um, so I'm curious, what was, what were some of your favorites? I liked Mr. Clean. Really? Hmm. I liked Mr. Clean. The one that, but the one that had my sister and her boyfriend practically laughing and falling on the floor was the one with the Skittles. Yes, that was that was my favorite one. They walked. They just lost it. They were like, oh, my God. <laughs> um, but the one I also really enjoyed is, which I have to watch online because what they do is they shorten them when they air them any other time. Uh-huh. But the one I really liked was the one where um, they had celebrities giving quotes, but it was pictures of their year, high school. Yes, years. yes. That was another good one. I thought that was so original. Yes. Yeah. Oh, that was such a good one. Yeah. Um, oh, my. There really were a lot of good ones. Um, yeah. The Budweiser one, the quote-unquote controversial one, uh, which really, like, I watched it, and it's not controversial at all, or at least I didn't think it was. Nope. It was just the story of Bush of Anheuser-Busch coming to America. Um, Tide had a good one with Terry Bradshaw. That was really oh, good. Oh, yeah. That was really slick because he went to cut, they cut to him doing something. Yeah. And he had a stain on his shirt. And my parents were like, why is Terry Bradshaw? I was like, what's he have on his shirt? And then we saw the commercial a few seconds later. We were like, ah. And my dad and I, we actually came down with a list of like our favorite commercials i think we came up with like seven or eight different commercials that we really liked um but no i thought the commercials were very good this year yeah um yeah so do you have any favorite ones from the past lately wow favorite ones from the past um I would say the most, I would say, I'll do most recent first, and then I'll do, like, one that I really remember. Um, the God, you know, God Made a Farmer commercial with Paul yeah. Harvey. That was really, really good um, for a number of reasons, one of which is um, my dad grew up on a farm, and... You know, it, 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 that one sort of just hit home. Um, there was the Budweiser one where they're playing Landslide by Fleetwood Mac. That was a very good one. But I think the one, like the the one that I really remember liking as a kid, and I think this was a Super Bowl commercial, was for Pepsi. And I don't... Was there a Pepsi commercial this year? I don't think there was one. I don't remember. I don't think there was. There's... They certainly were involved in it. Well, for the halftime show. Yeah, yeah. they were involved in the halftime show. Oh, yeah. By, by the way, 
to all of those who are talking about how Lady Gaga looks, shut up. Seriously. Like, I mean, I didn't see it, but even I'm not one who, you know, is going to talk about how someone looks during a performance. It's just, shut up. Just really? shut up. I mean, that woman worked her ass off for... You think of how short a period of time they give you for the halftime show and how much she did in that time frame is insane. Yeah. Like, whatever. Who cares what she looks like while she's doing it? She did a good job. That's I've, I've heard mixed reviews. But that, yeah. It's always that way with the Super Bowl halftime act. Like, you always get mixed reviews. I mean, if you're going to do a criticism about, you know, her dancing or her piano playing, fine, that's fine, because, you know, that's that certainly is subjective opinion, you know, her music, mm-hmm. whatever, that's fine. But to say that because her, it stunk because her stomach was so certainly, shut up. Seriously. Yeah. Um, but anyway, back to the commercial that I'm thinking of. Yeah. It is the one where the guy is at the Pepsi vending machine. And oh, he yeah. puts his dollar in and it comes back out. And, it, it, it just, and he's like, in the desert, it's the night. Puts one back, puts a dollar in, comes back out. Puts a dollar in, puts it back out. Back forth, back forth, back forth. And then he, you know, after he's gotten the creases and all that, he puts it back in and it's like, okay, it's going to take it. It's going to take it. And then it pops right back out. That was a really good one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Good. Ah. Uh. Yeah, Pepsi had some good ones over the years. They have. Um, the, there's one where, um, well, I love the Britney one when I was in high school. That was huge for me, the Britney Spears Pepsi commercial, mm-hmm. where she's dancing in different decades, some of it. Yeah. Um, the, the one that I absolutely cracked up at, Yes, I remember. Yeah. yeah. 
good one. Oh, God, and, yes. Yes. So, um, uh, oh, the other one I like, um, but this was before Fuller House premiered, but John Stamos, um, was eating Oikos, and he was talking to this girl, and he spilled Oikos on him, and then Bob Saget makes him change his pants and clean the stain off. He's acting like Danny Tanner, and he's all, like, <laughs> OCD and everything. And <laughs> then there's another one, I don't know if it aired during the Super Bowl, where they disguise themselves as John Stamos, and they go to the checkout mm-hmm. stand, and he hits on the checkout woman, and she thinks he's John Stamos. And then he gets back in the car, and him and Dave Poulier are like, here he comes, and <laughs> John Stamos. It's a checkout line. It's the checkout lady like jumps on him. <laughs> that, that one. Um, yeah. Oh yeah, there was one this year with George Takei for Pizza Hut, and um, because my mother isn't on Facebook, she was confused. She's like, "Is that Zulu?" And so she doesn't under- didn't understand that uh, the huge internet following George Takei has. Right. Oh yeah, Mean Joe Green. suggestion last year uh-huh. and I did not forget and I promised we were going to review this because I had never heard of this one so today we are going to review from Disney with love and um, like I said I had never heard of this before so everything that I saw was for the first time uh, and I actually have uh, a little bit of notes. This originally aired on Valentine's Day 1984. Pardon me. And this was on the Disney Channel. Yep. So, really the... Well, I'll save what the majority of it is, but... What I did not know, because I had never heard the song before, and it's played in the intro, and it's played throughout the whole special, Uh is there is a song called Disney Girls by the Beach Boys. Oh! That is covered throughout the entire special. I did not know that. I, well, I never heard of it, so, you know, it's new to me. So, 
we, you know, we get the whole video intro. And I want to, I want to ask you, because I know you said that, you know, you, you skimmed through it a little bit. And yeah. Do you know whose voice, or, or not the name, but did you recognize the voice of who was narrating? Man. Okay. Do you remember those Wendy's commercials in the nineties where Dave Thomas is in is in the commercial mm-hmm. and the guy and there's like a narrator who talks about you know the like what's on the burgers and all that stuff? Oh, was that guy? I think that's who it is. Oh my goodness. Yeah. So he is the narrator. Or I believe is the narrator. Uh-huh. I'm not really sure. So we start off um, with a clip from Fantasia with the hippos and the crocodiles dancing. Uh-huh. Um, I, I think everyone knows that one very well. So I can sort of save some time on that, I think. Because that thing goes from there. They just show the clip to start it off. Then we get uh, a couple segments, actually, on Pluto. And Pluto is in, you know, like... The first cartoon that they show is the cartoon where he falls in love with the female dog. And until today, I did not know that she had a name. Oh, yeah. It is Dinah. So, Pluto sees Dinah and, you know, falls madly in love and... And then there's Butch, the bulldog, that mean, nasty bulldog. And it's a basically a, you know, one-upsman, or in this case, one-dogsmanship. If that's a thing, I don't know. Um, you know, trying to win Dinah over. So, during this... Dinah kisses Pluto. And it's like, oh, you know, oh, they, you know, they're together. And Pluto's all excited. So he goes and he gets something. I think he goes to get a, to get a bow. And he turns around and he sees Butch kissing Dinah. And he's just devastated. Yeah. And, you know, he's like, oh, you know, it was all a ruse, blah, blah, blah. But when in reality, you know, it was not. And Pluto's down on his luck, and then Dinah falls into this fountain, and she's drowning. Butch puts his paw in and does nothing. And then Pluto comes, makes the save, and they're together. Then we go to this other cartoon where it's like... The the theme that I noticed... With the exception of one. Oh no, no, actually, let me take that back. None, none of them had, 
you know, there wasn't one that was out of this mix, but, um, you know, they would hit a bump in this relationship. So Dinah sees this poster for the circus, and it features Prince the Wonder Dog. And Prince can do all these different things. He can walk on the tightrope. He can balance the ball with his nose. He can do this. He can do that. He could shoot an AK-47. Okay, maybe not that last part. So, Pluto is like, Hello, I'm over here! And she doesn't give him any attention the time of day. <coughs> so, he figures, Well, the only way I can get her back is if I can do all these things that this dog can do. And... So he goes into this junkyard, and he tries all this different stuff, and he can't do it. Well, Butch is there as well, and he's laughing. He finds this hysterical. Um, and eventually, Butch breaks out of his cage, and Pluto... This is basically, it ends up being all of Pluto's plan. He gets... Butch all worked up, and he's on the tightrope, and he's doing all this stuff, and Dinah's seeing this, and she's amazed, and it's incredible, and at the end, it's like, who cares about Prince? But here's my one thing with this. Not uh-huh. not, not to be critical. Right. Because we did talk about that a couple minutes ago. Why... Did you not show, like, more of Prince, the dog, Right. in this? It's just a picture. For all we know, Prince could be a butt-sniffing, humping-the-leg kind of dog. Yeah, true. So. And then we go to Mickey and Minnie. No surprise. Because Mickey and Minnie have been around together since the Stone Age, basically. So, they show... Well, okay, they talk about how, oh, Mickey and Minnie, they're the standard of romance. Blah, 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 blah. So, they show the, the first bit from this cartoon. It's like the 1890s and... Mickey's driving a car, and here's Goofy, he's on the big bike with the wheel, and he falls over, and here's Daisy and Donald, they're on this long bike with Huey, Dewey, and Louie, and they're singing involved, and, you know, Mickey wants to turn the speed up, so he turns it up to 15 miles per hour, because, you know, that's how fast you could go back then. And as he's driving, there's this cow on the road. And they get into this accident. And I'm thinking to myself, oh great, they killed a cow. (laughs) And Mickey and Minnie start laughing, even though they were in an accident. Yes, folks, you get in a car accident, laugh. And as they're about to kiss each other... They kiss the cow. 
who pops up. So then we go to um, this, I, I think this is the oldest cartoon that they show on this entire special, where Mickey meets Mortimer Mouse. Yep. And for those who don't know the story, Mickey was originally going to be named Mortimer Mouse. But Walt's wife talked him out of it, and the rest, as they say, is history. So, at this point, because the video is in parts, I go to part three, and that video is taken down. Because of, you know, Disney. Because Disney's a bunch of jerks. Yeah. So, I'll sum up basically in short what happened. Um, Mortimer tries to fight a bull. The bull gets angry. Mortimer runs away. Minnie is in trouble. Mickey, who's depressed, comes back. Saves Minnie. The end. Basically. And during this, the narrator also talked about how uh, cars are an important part of dating. <laughs> I'm like, okay. The other thing that was missing that I did not watch, but I can assume was in it, is they took a scene from Bambi. Right. And I and I think it's when the skunk meets his maid and Thumper meets his it's, maid. Yeah, it's the whole Twitter hated scene, which is a reference to puberty, but when I was a kid I didn't get it. Right. <laughs> that Bambi, I can't I haven't been able to watch the movie for over twenty years, but that is like the funniest part of the whole movie, is that scene. So, we have that. Yeah. And then we get into a interesting thing on how back in the day, the young female ladies, the Maiden's Fair, were always looking for that knight in shining armor that will sweep them off her feet and they get married and... They live happily ever after. And then it switches into how times have changed, and instead of being a knight in shining armor, it's a cowboy in jeans and boots. And it's like, okay. And then this brings up Goofy. Poor, poor Goofy. It's like... You know, I, I, I don't know if it was you who brought this up or if it was somebody else. Mm-hmm. It's like, okay, Mickey and Minnie, they're a couple. Donald and Daisy, they're a couple. But how is it Goofy's the only one that has a kid? Yeah. Think about it, folks. Think about it. There, there's an explanation, but, yeah, we're not going to get into that. Okay. <laughs> So anyway, in this cartoon, Goofy is a cowboy, and he, and and so is Pete, and Pete is the 
wanted cowboy. He's the thief. So, Goofy stumbles upon uh, a robbery happening on a stagecoach. And, well, Goofy doesn't realize it. It's Pete. Well, here's this woman that captures Goofy's attention. And he's just gaga over this woman. And, you know, it just drives him and he beats up Pete, basically. So, they come back, or they go into town, and the guy's talking about how Goofy beat up Pistol Pete. And, you know, he's coming in, and it's almost like a big celebration. And, you know, as that's happening, Pistol Pete comes into town. And there's this scene where Pete, you know, tries to kill Goofy back like they did in the cowboy days but to no effect so then Goofy sees the woman again towards the end and Pete puts this big thing of dynamite in his pants I mean it's like a, 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 a jug almost and it's not blowing up so everywhere Pete goes, Goofy goes, and Pete is scared because, you know, why is this thing not blowing up? And finally, Pete sees the jail, and he's like, screw this, I'm putting myself in jail. Um, and Goofy sees the woman again, and you never see the woman's face, and they kiss, and that's when the dynamite blows up. And that's that. That's it for Goofy. We, we don't get Goofy again. Really, the rest of the way. Then we go to the story of Pecos Bill. Uh, so this is the Wild West. And this is this, and it's a whole singing thing. And I didn't realize it until I saw the credits. Roy Rogers was singing in this cartoon. I did not realize this. Wow. So Roy Rogers and his group were there, and they sing this, you know, song in the cartoon about Pecos Bill. He was raised by coyotes, and now he's an adult, and nothing would come between he and his horse. And then all of a sudden, here comes Sweet Sue. And Sweet Sue is this red-haired, perfect, figure you'd think she's a 10 on the Richter scale you know and basically you know they decide that they're going to end up getting married well there's one thing that Sue wanted to do before she got married and that is she wanted to Bronco ride um like, the wildest horse that they had. So, on the day of her wedding, she wears a buzzle, which, for those who don't know what that is, that's, like, the back of your pants, and it makes your butt big, I think. I don't know. Uh -huh. And they're holding this horse down, and his name is Widowmaker. So... You know, she rides the horse, and Bill is over there with the preacher, and he's like, oh my god, please don't, you know, please don't let her die, please don't let her die. And 
it gets to where Sweet Sue gets bucked off. So Bill, it, you know, like she's bouncing up in the air. So she try, so he tries to rope her down, to get her down, and that would be it. So he gives it a try, mm -hmm. and he comes up just a wee bit short. But what Bill doesn't know is that his horse was the one who kept Pecos Bill from getting Sweet Sue. So basically, horses can be bastards. So Sweet Sue ended up going all the way to the moon, never to be seen. And Pecos Bill starts howling at night. And they believe that is why coyotes howl at the moon at night because they learn from Pecos Bill. Mm -hmm. Now, th throughout the special, and this is something I forgot to mention, but I should add, th like, they do, like, the in-betweens because there's still commercials back on the Disney Channel. Mm -hmm. And it's they show different, you know, like, other couples. So there is that throughout the entire thing. Then we get into Donald and Daisy. And this is this is where they spent the most time like spending on any couple throughout the entire special, which I liked. Because yeah. I and, and and I'm gonna I mean, yeah, a lot, we all grew up on Disney, but it's like it's always Mickey and Minnie, Mickey and Minnie, Mickey and Minnie. Here the whole time, or not the whole time, but the duration, the majority is spent on Donald and Daisy, which I liked. So it starts off with, you know, Donald and Daisy meeting. And the Wendy's commercial guy is doing narration of this. Or at least I think it's the Wendy's guy. At this point, I don't know. So Daisy does everything she possibly can to get Donald's attention. I mean, you name it, she's tried it. And then she finally ties him up. He sees her, she sees him, and they fall madly in love. So they show many different dates, and Donald finally meets Daisy's family. Which is really good. Because she has three brothers which we presume are Huey, Dewey, and Louie, but we could be wrong. Her mother, who has that big uh, speaker thing with the ear, and the dad, and the dad's a little cuckoo, little cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs. So then Donald decides, you know, he's going to propose to Daisy. So... The boys know, the parents know that this is going to happen. And Daisy doesn't. So she's like, I'll be on my way. And like most women, she takes over two hours to get ready. There, I said it. There's my one sexist comment of this episode. <laughs> so Donald falls asleep and he has this dream. And he and Daisy get married. And there's one funny part where they're running away from the church 
and the Navy is there, and they're all like, Bye, Daisy! So I think she's uh, gone around the ship more than once, if you know what I mean. I did not get that joke when I was a kid. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I was like, oh. Oh, okay. her friends are saying bye. <laughs> yeah, I got that. I just thought, oh, they went to the wedding. Yeah. <laughs> and then it breaks down into the whole thing of, Daisy's being very critical of what Donald does, and she burns the food, and she brings the family over, and she spends all of his money, and Donald eventually wakes up from the dream, and he sees Daisy, and he runs away. Like, he is scared to death now of Daisy. Which is really funny. So, like, that cartoon was really, really good. I enjoyed that. Then they show a little clip of, you know, like, Donald and Daisy having fun, dancing, Donald singing. It, it, it's good. Then they get to this cartoon about Donald and his anger. Which is legendary. We all know it. So Daisy is like, she's had enough, and she's like, until you get your anger under control, I'm not dating you again. So Donald is walking, he's sad, and he sees an ad in the newspaper. And, I, and it's, you know, do you have a temper? If so, fill this out, we can help you. And it's from, and I have it right here, the Tootsbury Institute of Temperism. So, Donald then gets this big box, and I'm thinking to myself, okay, this is a good way to challenge someone's temper is with this big, heavy box. And this box opens itself, and it's sort of like a, a speaker or a radio. And what the purpose of it is, is it's going to test Donald's anger. If he can stay calm for 10 minutes, that's all he has to do for 10 minutes. Then he is passed. So, the machine does everything that you could think of. And this part does not take 10 minutes. It, you know, they just say it's 10 minutes. And eventually Donald passes. He makes it. So he goes back to Daisy's and he's like, okay, I'm... I'm, it's, this is the new me. I'm the new Donald. So he tries to open the window. And at first, it, it, it gets open. But then it falls on his hand. And, you know, it, 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 he wants to be mad. But he doesn't. So then he tries to keep it up. And, you know, he tries to be mad. But he stays calm. So then Daisy goes up and she's like, let me get ready. So then she puts this hat on. And Donald is like, oh my, like he didn't say this, but it basically he's like, oh my God, that is the stupidest hat I've ever seen. And Daisy gets pissed. And she just destroys Donald. Like she's about ready to kill him. Which is a funny ending to that cartoon. And then we go to this next one where Donald tries to impress Daisy and Huey, Dewey, and Louie are there. 
And, like, at this point, I'm not sure if... Because they actually refer to Donald as Uncle Donald, but I don't... It's just the whole story, family tree is confusing to anybody, so... So, you know, Donald tries to get the moves on, Daisy's a tease, and they start playing music. So, Donald and Daisy start dancing, and then the boys come back. And they start dancing with Daisy. And, you know, Donald gets mad. But then eventually, you know, he dances with Daisy, and the boys are playing instruments. And Donald and Daisy are just having this great time, and then they just spin and spin and spin, and, like... They go through this wall, and that's the end of that cartoon. And, you know, they're laughing and, you know, about what just happened. So then we go to the last of the cartoons. Where, basically, again, Daisy does not want to see Donald until he can, in this case... Speak proper English and be a gentleman. Well, she'd have a problem with society today, wouldn't she? Oh, yeah. So, from then, as Donald is down on his luck, he passes a guy who has a British accent, who has a proper English, and is a gentleman. Well, he looks exactly like Donald. So... Donald talks to the guy, and he gives, he's like, I got a proposal. I got a working proposal for you. Would you pretend to be me to go out with my girlfriend so she thinks that I'm okay and we can go out again? So at first the gentleman is like, no, I, I shan't do it. I won't do it. And Donald throws bunch of money in his face. Now, most people would take that money, but this gentleman does not. Then he shows him the picture of Daisy, and that's all this guy needs to go and do this job. So, the, the fake Donald goes to Daisy's house, and, you know, he charms her. And... I'm surprised Daisy doesn't get that, like, you got a British accent. That's different of you. But anyway, um, so, you know, she's impressed, and while this is happening, Donald is watching, and, you know, he kisses her. And at first he's like, hey, don't you kiss her. But he reminds Donald, hey, this is, you know, I'm trying to win her over as you, so let's just keep going with this. So, they then go to, I guess it's sort of like an Atlantic City Park or Ocean City Park. And Donald continues to spy on Daisy and fake Donald. And, you know, the fake Donald, in the real Donald's eye, he thinks he's starting to get carried away here. It's like, hey, you're, you're invading my territory. You know, this is my woman. So, then they end up going into the Tunnel of Love. And, you know, 
Donald reminds him, hey, you know, you've hugged her this many times and you've kissed her this many times. You better watch it. And the fake Donald is like, okay, yeah, whatever. I'm going to keep doing this. Um, so then they go into the tunnel of love and Donald tries to tell the fake Donald something and he just ignores him and pushes him in the water. Well, this is the final straw for Donald. He gets mad and he runs right into the tunnel of love and like the whole thing explodes inside. You'd think like, you know, like dynamite had gone off. So we see the boat coming out of the tunnel of love and here's Donald with Donald? Right. So it ends up with the real, with Donald and the fake Donald being on the same boat and they see each other and it's like, oh crap. And they see Daisy and Daisy is very upset and the two Donalds run away. And I would just imagine the verbal beatdown that Donald got the next time he saw Daisy. Then we get a montage. Montage! Of basically the love songs from Disney movies. And I'm going to be honest. I skipped over this part because I don't <laughs> need minutes of mushy, mushy crap. There was another one before, like right after the cartoon where he was doing We Are Dancing where they're singing My Funny Valentine. Which oh, I yes! Love. And it drove me crazy. I don't know what version of the song it is. I can't find it anywhere, but it was actually a very, very good version of the song. And not... Right. Yeah. Because they used to wind that a lot when I was growing up. Because I loved that song and I cannot find it anywhere. It's a really old song. But... Yeah. Yeah. So, we start off with Snow White. So, you know, she sings Someday My Prince Will Come, which is like the big song from the movie. And then they show the song One Love with the prince and Snow White. And there's this one part that I laughed in my head where the prince is singing to Snow White and it's like they're zooming away from it and I'm thinking to myself, okay, why are you doing this? And here's the evil queen at the window and she's hearing this and there's this look on her face like, you've got to be kidding me. Just leave me alone. And she pulls the blinds. It's almost like every parent's, every father's reaction when a young man tries to win his daughter's hand. But in this case, it's the evil queen. And she's like, I don't want to hear this bullshit. That's how I looked at it. Uh -huh. But again, this is the first time I've ever seen this. So if I am ruining your memories of this, I apologize. That's okay. So then we go to Cinderella. And they show the dancing scene and they play So This Is Love. And there's that. Then we go to Sleeping Beauty, my movie pick of the month last month. Mm -hmm. And they do Once Upon a Dream. I've heard that song a million times. I don't think I need to hear it anymore. 
or at least for today. Right. And then to wrap it up, we go to Lady and the Tramp with Bella Notte. So this is long before, you know, Beauty and the Beast and Aladdin and all that. So anyone asking why those aren't on there, it's because this is from 1984. Before the Disney Renaissance era. Exactly. So it's kind of weird to watch it because it really hit the mother load in terms of like romance songs. It really did. Yeah. (laughs) So... Then we go to our last story. And this is a story about two hats. <laughs> Johnny Fedora and Alice Blue Bonnet. And this is a love story of two hats. And at this point, I am just weirded out. Aww. I mean, they're singing in it. And, again, it shows in the credits who did it. It's the Andrews sisters who sing. And, yeah. at first, and at first I'm watching it, it's like, oh, this is cute, you know. And it's like, oh, they plan on getting married and they're going to live in this hat house of yeah. stuff and all of that. And, well, Alice Blue Bonnet gets bought. And Johnny Fedora can't do anything. That sounds like such a mob name. Johnny Fedora. Oh my god. If there is ever a mob name, it is that one. So, the whole point from this point forward is Johnny Fedora is looking for Alice Blue Bonnet. So, Johnny gets bought and... You know, he sees all these different kinds of hats. And there's this thing going on in the streets. And, well, Johnny and Alice see each other. And, you know, they're happy. And, you know, it's like, oh my god, it's you. I can't believe it. I never thought we'd see each other again. And, you know, Alice, the person who's wearing the hat, just goes away. Johnny Fedora is... His hat, he's flying, and he gets torn and shredded into a million different pieces. So then, Johnny gets picked up by a hobo. And the hobo is wearing him. And then during this point, in the bottom of the screen, we get a reminder that after this special, we have a new show coming on the Disney Channel. And it's... Oh, here it is, actually. Please stay tuned for Danger Bay immediately following this special. Yeah. This was back when the Disney Channel showed dramas. So, yeah. Yeah. So, at the end, Johnny Fedora gets blown away again, and this guy picks him up. And he cuts holes into him. And... You know, it's like, oh, God, you know, why? Why am I getting cut up? And Johnny gets put on top of the head of a horse. And he looks over, and here's Alice Blue Bonnet on the other horse. Yay! Look at that! They're back together! Yay! Yay. (laughs) And, you know, they ride, you know, the, the horses... 
drive off, they go into the barn, and we see the horses are eating their food while Alice and Johnny are hat-kissing. Um, there's no other way to describe it. And then, okay, and then I'm like, at this point, okay, I can live with this special. Then we get to the end, where the commentator, the announcer, whatever, is like, well, I hope we helped you answer your questions in those letters. And I'm like, why letters? You never mentioned anything about letters in this special. And it's like, we hope you enjoyed it from Disney with love. And I'm like, what are you talking about? There are no letters in this. Oh, uh, yeah. You never mentioned anything about letters. Uh, and that, folks, is From Disney with Love. Yep. We had that when we were kids because um, there, my dad taped, like, everything for me and my sister. And we had um, a Disney Christmas special called From All of Us to All of You, which is, like, God, like at least 50 years old now because it shows a preview of the new Disney movie, The Jungle Book. Wow. So, yeah. Um, so we had that on tape. And then my dad had the Valentine's Day special taped on there too. So it was weird to me because I didn't get that those cartoons weren't made specifically for that. So, um, you know, like, I thought all the Donald Duck cartoons, they all went together, because um, it felt like a timeline, almost, in a way. Mm -hmm. So I thought Donald and Daisy had really gotten married, and that was, like, and that all that was canon, but it isn't. Right. And, um, and also, the Johnny Fedora Alfie Bond cartoon, that's from a movie called Make My Music, which in the 1940s, because a lot due to World War II, Disney had lost a lot of their animators, and so they had to make like little vignette movies. Right. And one of them was called Make My Music, and I forgot what the other. There's like one is called Fun and Fancy, Fancy Free, which I've yeah. seen. That's a good one. Yeah, and I forgot the other one, but that, but the Johnny Fedora cartoons from that movie, and um, yeah, so. It's an um, interesting special, but yeah, it's not like the um, music video ones, so. Um, all right, would you, would you like my honest thoughts on this? Yeah, go ahead. Okay. First off, this is such a nice change from all these specials that we have seen in the past. Mm -hmm. Disney, not Disney. I thought... The step-by-step -step process was done very, very well. You could tell that they put a lot of time and a lot of effort into picking, you know, which cartoons were going to show, which couples were going to feature, you know, what are we going to focus on. I thought they did a real good job with that. I thought the narration was good. Yes, the guy from Wendy's was very good, even though he might not be the guy from Wendy's. I don't know. I'm just assuming he is. 
Um, if I have one problem, mm -hmm. and I, I, I don't, like, it's not a big problem, but it, it is a problem. It's the ending. Not, not, yeah. not, not the last cartoon. Even though, like I said, it did freak me out a little bit. And it's just... Actually, you know what? I'll... I will play the clip. Because it's 1984, and I don't think Disney really cares about clips from 1984 being played on a podcast in 2017. I really don't think so. So, I'm going to play this clip for everyone. And I will prove... Once and for all, I well, I'm not saying once and for all, but here, you listen. Well, our love letters have been delivered, and we're glad you were here to receive them, because they truly were sent your way from Disney with love. There. Our love letters have been sent, and we hope you have received them. I didn't hear anything. Oh. Well, it's okay. I'll, I'll post the link on our Facebook group. But I get what they were trying to say, though. Yeah. But I'm... It's so special. It's a love letter to the fans. Yeah, but why didn't you say it in the beginning? Because the special is called for Disney with love, so I don't know. I'm probably overlooking this as I usually do. So, but, um, I would definitely, in all honesty, I would recommend people who've never heard of this to go out of your way to check it out. Um, like I said, you're, you're going to miss that one part with the end of More More Mouse and the scene from Bambi, but you're not really missing that much, I don't think. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, go out of your way. Check it out. It, it's, it's not that bad. Um, but yeah, 1984. Yeah. There you go. All right. Well, it is now time for that part where we get to pick our movie and album for the month for February. And, Danielle, you get to start it off with your movie of the month. Okay. Well, since we're talking about Disney, and I checked the group, and I don't think I have given this as a recommendation. Um, actually, I might have, and I don't... <laughs> Well, I have the list in front of me, so... Okay. Did I recommend Cinderella? Uh, let me see. <laughs> you did not. Okay. And this is recent as of last month. Right. Okay. All right, so I guess I haven't talked about it yet. All right. <laughs> um, they, Disney, as you know, is remaking a lot of their animated movies into live-action movies, which people are like, uh... And, and you were, too, at one point. Yeah, I was. Uh, oh, uh, that's what it is. I made 
choose it, but I didn't pick it. That's what it was. All right. Um, but then I was like, well, they're remaking Cinderella. Cinderella's my favorite fairy tale. But I'll watch. I will watch any version of Cinderella there is. I, in fact, I'm even currently reading a book that's a modern day adaptation of it. Like, I'm Cinderella is one of my favorite fairy tales of all time. Mm-hmm. So, so um, when they showed the commercial, I was like, well, this looks really nice, you know. I think I might go watch it sometime. Um, but then I forgot about it. It was in theaters. I forgot to go see it. And then, so I decided, well, read it from the library, see how it is. Oh, my goodness. Um, yes, it is a remake of the Disney movie. So the plot is going to follow it very similarly. But what they do is they add stuff to it, which I think is the best way to go about it if you're remaking something. Because whatever after, even though Ever After is a great movie, Mm-hmm. Ever After kind of redid the story a little bit and added in more. This version simply took what was there and enhanced it. Um, like Ever After did all this extra stuff and made like um, Da Vinci or a character in it. And it was really, that part I thought was weird. But, but this Cinderella, it sticks to the basic plot, but what it does is it shows her as a little kid, shows her when her mother's still alive. You know, explains that a little bit. Shows some more when her father first marries her stepmother, mm-hmm. and he's still alive, and how her stepsisters react. Shows a little bit of that, and then jumps to you know, and then shows her reacting to her father's death and her stepmother and her stepsisters' reaction to her father's death. It's something else you don't get. Um, and you get her ex you know, why her stepmother hates her, which is something you really never got, in that it's implied that their marriage was one of companionship more so than love. Right. And he seemed to care more about Cinderella than his own wife, and she kind of resented her. So it's sort of, so you can kind of get why she treats her that way. I'm not saying that's totally justified because it isn't, but you know, you get more to it. You get the prince is a much more fleshed out character. You get why, uh, you know, it gives them more of a personality. And of course, it does go with the plot that other versions use in that she met him before the ball, but he didn't know, she didn't know he was a prince and he didn't know, you know. Because, which I think that works out better, because otherwise it just seems kind of, you know, the fact that she knew he was a prince the whole time and she goes after him, Mm -hmm. it seems kind of odd in a way. Right. But this, they kept that, which I like. And they also show in a rather creepy sort of way, this part kind of made me cringe, what actually would happen in reality if Cinderella at midnight is riding the carriage back to the house and it turns back into a pumpkin and the horses turn back into mice. And it's CGI. The movie's a motion picture, but they had to use CGI to portray this accurately. But Mm -hmm. it shows how the actual 
it actually physically changing back and her like sitting in this thing and it and how and and the horses gradually start to morph into mice and it's kind of creepy looking but it shows mm-hmm. how realistically this would happen <laughs> um and and the fairy godmother, who's only in one scene in the whole movie, but she narrates it, too. Um, Helena Bottom Carter, she's hilarious. Um, I wish she'd been more of it, but, you know, fairy godmother only exists in one scene. And, um, but, yeah, it, it's a really good movie. They also give the prince a name. That's something else Disney needs. <laughs> prince Kit? Yes. Henry is, or no, it's a no, Henry's the one in every episode. Yes, that is his yeah. name. But at least they gave him a name. I know. <laughs> you know, and it, it, oh my god, it's so good. Also, I, if you get it, I recommend if you can get the Blu-ray because it the the um it, it's just so much better on Blu-ray. Like the. The scenery, the colors, it's just so much richer. So if you have a Blu-ray player, I highly recommend getting the Blu-ray because, oh, my God. Okay. So. so yeah. The live-action Cinderella. Yeah, 2015 Cinderella. All right. Uh, oh, actually, I just want to mention real quick. They had a $95 million budget. It made $543 million at the box office. Wow. Yep. Um, okay, time for my movie. And this is, well, actually in a number of weeks, the Academy Awards are going to take place. And with that, um, you know, we're going to have all these movies come out. and or Well, they've already come out, but we're going to, you know, find out the... Uh, winners and all that kind of stuff so the movie that i am picking for this month is a movie that i got for christmas from a friend and i have seen this movie and and it's a very good movie i enjoyed this movie actually uh it is chicago from 2002 um it stars Catherine zeta jones uh richard Gere, and my favorite person in the world Renee Zellweger. You could tell I was being sarcastic on that one. But, um, I, this is a very good movie. Uh, the acting is, you know, very, very well done. Superb. Um, you have Queen Latifah in it. John C. Riley is in it, which I did not know. You also have Christina, or Christine Baranski, who it seems like she's in all the best picture winning movies nowadays. Uh, Tay Diggs, Lucy Liu, among the others. You don't have to be a fan of musicals, in my opinion, to like this movie. It's a good movie. Uh, with some good songs. It's just fun to watch all around. It is just a fun, fun movie to watch. And it ended up winning six Academy Awards that year. And I'm going to I'm gonna read them to you guys. 
It won Best Sound Mixing, Best Film Editing, Best Costume Design, Best Art Direction. Catherine Zeta-Jones won for Best Supporting Actress, and Queen Latifah was also nominated in that category. So they had two from that movie uh, nominated in the same category. And uh, it won the biggest one of the night, the Best Picture. And this is a year where you had the second Lord of the Rings movie, you had Gangs of New York, um, you, you had so many different movies that year, but this was the one. This was, like, the best one of the whole bunch. So, I would definitely check it out. Like I said, you don't have to be a fan of musicals to like this movie. It is a, it, it is a good movie. Go, go out of your way. Check it out. It, it's definitely worth it. Um, so we go from our movie to our album of the month, and I will start it off. And this is one that I just love this album. I mean, I've had this album since I was like 14 or 15 years old. Me and my sisters, we've shared this album and we've loved this album. And I play this album on Valentine's Day every year because, you know... I live by the commercial's motto, and maybe you'll get this when I say it. Every bad boy has a soft side. So, my album for this month is Monster Ballads. And this was such a big deal. Like, the commercial was so huge. It was big. You know, um, the like, the commercial is up on YouTube. It's this man and a woman, they're dressed as a husband and wife, they jump out of the of the plane and they're skydiving and they have all these different songs on here. The one or the version that I have is the original single disc release. They have on here Heaven by Warrant, Something to Believe in, Poison, Damn Yankees High Enough. Uh, Mike Reno and Ann Wilson, Almost Paradise. A lot of you will know that from Footloose. Is This Love, White Snake, To Be With You, Mr. Big. Excuse me. Carrie by Europe. Don't Know What You Got Till It's Gone by Cinderella. More Than Words, Extreme, Headed for a Heartbreak. Winger, When I Look Into Your Eyes, Firehouse. Wind of Change, The Scorpions. I'll Never Let You Go, Angel Eyes, Steel Hard. When I See You Smile, Bad English, Don't Close Your Eyes by Kicks, and When I'm With You by Sheriff. That's the single disc. The other one has, um, and I'm looking at the track listing, Love Is On The Way by Saigon, The Ballad of Jane by L.A. Guns, Goodbye by Night Ranger, Can't Fight This Feeling, REO Speedwagon, This Could Be The Night, Loverboy, Never Tear Us Apart in Excess, Second Chance 38 Special, Eternal Flame by The Bangles. I don't know how they got into this album. <laughs> you know, because nothing says monster ballads like The Bangles. 
Um, also, The Angel Song by Great White, Eyes Without a Face, Billy Idol, Amanda by Boston, House of Pain, Faster Pussycat, More Than Words Can Say, Alias, Honestly by Striper, Missing You, John Waite, Only Time Will Tell by Nelson, Waiting for a Girl Like You, Foreigner, Take Me Home Tonight, Be My Baby, Eddie Money, and Don't Walk Away, Danger, Danger, but it's the single disc that is really, really good. I love that album. Um, and they've come out with so many different versions of that. And what I'm about to say is going to surprise you, Danielle. But they even came out with a Kids Bop Sings Monster Ballads album. Wow. I'm not kidding. Let me pull that one up real quick. Um, and, and it is kids singing, you know, these songs. Um... There we go. Um, they sing Every Rose Has Its Thorn. Uh, Brett, uh, Brett Michael's daughter sings that. Heaven, they sing Home Sweet Home. Uh, they sing Forever, High Enough, I Remember You, Don't Know What You Got Till It's Gone, Wait, Love Song. They sing The Flame by Cheap Trick. Uh, Is This Love? They sing Patience. They sing Guns N' Roses Patience on this. Uh, when I See You Smile, Wind of Change, and Love of a Lifetime. Yes, they, Kids Bop did a monster ballad album. Uh, but anyway, get the original. Get Monster Ballads. It is just an absolute great album. Um, there, there's some uh, love making songs on that album. Maybe even some baby making music, too. <laughs> Alright. Okay. Um, this one, I, I really hate to be somber, uh, but this is sort of a spur-of-the-moment thing, but I found out that um, five years ago, on this Day. Oh, you mean the, uh, oh, on the 11th? Yeah. Okay. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt yeah. you. Oh, no, no, no. Yeah, five years ago on um, this day, uh, we lost one of the greatest singers, oh. I think, in my lifetime. Um, or in any case, Whitney Houston. And um, I'm not going to go into, you know, where I was and all that stuff. But um, anyway, so um, she had a career which was just insane, like the amount of hits and album after album, boom, boom, boom. Um, so this one I'm picking because this was released after the fact, after she had passed. And I think, like I said, like I say with a lot of greatest hits albums, I always base them off of if you're a fan who is new to this person's music and you want to start off with a, mm -hmm. a greatest hits album just to get a sampling of what kind of performer or type of, you know. Yeah. This, this is a good one to start with, I think. Um, it starts with 
her first album that has You Give Good Love, Saving All My Love For You, How Will I Know, Greatest Love of All, which is probably like, or at least when I was in elementary school, it was like the <laughs> inspirational, motivational kids song. Right. What? <laughs> I, I, I don't even think I knew the song was called Greatest Love of All. <laughs> when I was a kid, but we sing all the time. Um, then her second album, Whitney, I Want to Dance with Somebody, Didn't We Almost Have It All, So Emotional, Where Do Broken Hearts Go? And, and it just keeps going, going, going. And, um, and then even covers the period where in the 90s, where basically every hit she had was from a soundtrack album, because uh, she had The Bodyguard, Wait and Exhale, and The Preacher's Life back-to-back, so mm-hmm. Shelly's hits. And then my favorite song, I Believe in You and Me, she sang from The Preacher's Wife. I used to go insane with the song and try to sing it and try to hit the high notes, and I couldn't, and I sounded terrible, but I still love that song to this day. Um, and then, and then it also, but what I love about this is people, when they think of her music, they kind of stop at that period. They don't remember that. Oh yeah, after 1996, she was still releasing albums. Like, um, My Love Is Your Love mm-hmm. was an album. And um, so this album, which is called I Will Always Love You, The Best of Whitney Houston, they cover the later hits she had on my Love Is Your Love. It comes, the deluxe edition actually comes with a second disc that covers more of the later hits. So if you get just basic, you won't have all this on it. But um, they have, also they have her song One Moment in Time, which I did not know was for the 1988 Summer Olympics. Interesting. Mm. Uh, they have another song she I loved called Million Dollar Bill, which was, um, her one of her the last songs she ever released in her lifetime and it's a very catchy song right and um it was written by alicia keys of all people but it's a good song and it's kind of a happy upbeat song so um yeah if you're not a whitney houston if you're like oh hey i never really listened to whitney houston i should get something get Start off with this album and just kind of work your way from here. Mm-hmm. It's good sampling. All right. Um, well, I think that's going to just about do it for this month. Uh, so we'll do the plugs real quick. If you want to join our Facebook group, it's real simple. All you got to do is type in Nostalgia Crew and you are right there. Uh, and if for some odd reason you cannot find it, just click on the link in the description box, and it'll take you there. Um, you can follow the show on Twitter. We're at NostalgiaCrew15. Uh, next month, we have no idea. Uh-huh. We have no freaking clue what we're going to do, which is what makes the show fun. Yep. Because not only do sometimes do you guys not know what we're going to do, we don't know what we're going to do. And and please, no, no, nothing violent or bad or anything. So. 
in our group who all the time because we're really lazy at updating stuff sometimes who will take it upon themselves to post lists and post things and I'm like Yes. Well, then message one of us and tell us what you want us to do. Absolutely. I'm not naming names. Okay. <laughs> well, hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Um, for those who celebrate that holiday on the 14th, have fun. Um, and come back next month for another episode of Nostalgia Crew. For Danielle, I'm Bill. We'll talk to you guys later.